Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is Popping Culture. My guest today is a comedian slash social media influencer, and literally the best comedian I know, Brandon Rainwater. How's everybody doing? What's up, Mike? Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate you. No problem. Uh, Man, thank you again for doing it, man. Um, Like I say, guys, Brandon is a comedian. Uh, Like, catch him whenever you can. You do mostly, like I say, southeast, but really everywhere for the most part. But yeah, if if you guys see him coming to your town... Please make sure you check them out. Yeah, appreciate uh, that. Appreciate that. Yeah, check me out. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, um, when I have comedians, I love to ask. Um, a lot of people like to focus on bombing, but I'm more focused on succeeding. Okay. So when was the first time you killed, and how did it feel? Um, I felt like the first time, like a lot of people have like good sets, but the first time I felt like I actually killed, um, I actually won a competition at the Comedy Zone in Greenville. Um, and it was against a couple of veteran comics were there too that I that I had like been looking up to and was like, man, these guys are funny. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get past them. If I beat this one, then it's three more. And man, like I got up there that night and my set, everything I said was, had the timing was right. The laughter rolled over to the next joke, man. It was just a really good set, man. So I remember that because I won, I won two hundred bucks, a uh, hundred for being, um, for being the funniest comic, and then you get like twenty five for every other category that you won. And at the time, I was the first comic to win all four categories, so I went to Jack in the Box to celebrate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I went to Jack in the Box, man. Okay, sure did. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, has anything compared to that feeling? Uh, I mean, I've had a couple other, um, like good sets and stuff, man, but that one's, I feel like that one's one of my, uh, best ones because I felt like that, that kind of like set me on my path of letting me know like, Hey man, you, you can actually do this. You're funny. And, um, uh, other comics was like, Hey man, you're doing your thing. So after that, man, I really kind of, that kind of made me feel real good and I felt like that's when I really started to take off I started getting booked a little more and stuff you know you win a competition people look at you different especially back then uh, that was one of the um one of the top competitions you could win in the area nice nice um so we, we've known each other for a couple of years and usually what I do in uh, pop culture we choose a topic and we talk about how that's influenced pop culture but for you man I would really like to just have an interview okay just a regular a podcast not considered an interview okay just a conversation um so when did you realize you wanted to do stand-up um for, first off man um like most people you realize when you're young you're like hey this is cool I want to try it some and then um you don't think it's really something that you can do or you don't even know how to get into it because I was from a small town um and then I eventually moved up to uh, Greenville South Carolina and you know kind of just forgot about it wasn't thinking about it um was at home one day and kind of cracking jokes whatever on my grandmother and she was like hey you should really do something with it try and I was like yeah yeah we'll see and maybe like a week later I seen a uh, sign up on the road and it says hey it's open mic every uh Tuesday so I was like, hey, I'll go there and see what it is. And I went there, man, and, like, it's a rush. And I, it's like riding a roller coaster, man. You, you're nervous, but once it's done, you're like, oh, my gosh, that was fun. So I enjoy it, man. Nice, nice. When it comes to um, your stand-up, is everything based off your life, or do you try to, like, just throw in some fiction from time to time? Yeah, it's all based off my life, and I'll embellish it a little bit, to you know, to beef it up a little bit. But – everything that my jokes 
if you trace them back, it came from a real life situation. You know, I may say if it was 10 people, I may add, man, it was a house full of people and everybody in it was stepping on top of each other. There was so many. But once you trace the joke all the way back, you'll be able to say, okay, oh, no, I was with him when this part happened and he took it and made the story better. But it all comes from real life situations. Okay. Uh, as a clean comic, do you find it harder to be funny? Um, not, initially I did. Um, because your your mind's not trained to write that way, and so I had to um relearn my, my writing skills and what I felt was funny and what I felt the crowd was would think was funny. And once I started doing that, then it became just as easy as, you know, any for any other comic. But that was my biggest hurdle. I had got used to writing a certain way. And then I, when I decided I wanted to switch over, it was, you know, I had to retrain my whole mind. I was like, hey, from now on, you know, don't even get on that path. Just anytime one of those jokes would come in my head, I would just push it down. And then now it's like second nature. I don't think about it. Um, as a comedian myself, trying to get more clean, uh, I've always been told that, you get more opportunities being clean. Is that true? I, I feel like it is. Um, I, I really do. And it's probably comics out there who, who would say, hey, they get just the same amount of opportunities. But I know for myself personally, I've gotten um, a lot of opportunities just because I am a clean a clean comic. Um, they, I never have to worry about someone says, hey, man, for this show, you need to be this. or this show, you need to be that. You know, but um, I've done um, everywhere from churches to weddings to you know baby showers you name it and i'm not saying you can't go to those places and not do clean but i'm just saying for me personally i know it's opened up a lot of doors one of my first paying gigs i got was because i was clean another comic in the columbia area called me he was like hey man i want you to come down it's not a lot of clean comics paid me pretty good and i was like yo this is the way to be so i just to me i feel like you get more okay cool cool has anybody ever, I know you're clean, but has anybody ever complained about something you talked about, like subject matter? No, nah, man, because like, um, it's two different times of types of clean. You have clean where you just don't, you won't curse, but you can say something, you know, sexual or give somebody a hint to make you think you're going a certain way. Um, but I do clean and clean content and I don't do anything about politics or nothing. So mine is squeaky clean, as clean as you can possibly get it, you know, as far as on, on a stand-up basis you know so it's so I, i've been fortunate you know what i'm saying that you know once i switched over to that that i didn't even know it was two different types another comic told me he said oh you're clean and clean content i was like i had no idea you know what that meant i just thought if you had to be clean you couldn't say nothing not only could you not curse but you couldn't say anything about you know nothing else so that's what i figured but you know no nah, i haven't had that issue but you know that's just like I said. I can only speak from my experience. I haven't yet. Okay. okay. Um, one thing I've been working on, but you always kill at, is crowd work. Um, what would you advice you give to like newer or any comedian when it comes to crowd work? Well, um, the the first thing I always say, man, is just you know, look at you, do be observant, look around. You know, um, a lot of comics when they come in, you know, you you see other comics, you want to talk to them and hang out, um, do all of that. But then at some point, just take a second or two and while you're talking to them, just look around the room, look around the room and just look and see. And when you're doing that, it's like training your mind to look for things, at least in my opinion. So you might not be necessarily writing down stuff that you may say or pick at anyone, but it's just training your mind to be looking and looking. So when you get on stage, 
as soon as you know you're saying hey how's everybody doing um the same thing same process then just start looking around and say okay okay i see this i see that and then you ask you're asking these questions um the stuff to set up some crowd work if you're nervous about crowd work you can do um pre-planned crowd work where you ask a question and you have four different answers for it you know so i'd say i may say like hey um Mike, um, do you have an do you have any animals? And then if you say no, I'm like, oh, well, sounds like somebody who must be in a good relationship, you know. And this boom, and they say, yeah, I got animals. Sound like somebody who needs to be in a relationship, you know. So whatever, you know. So that's a a way to ease into crowd work and give the effect of crowd work without having to be on the spot and have that like, oh my gosh, I don't know where I'm gonna go with it. So, but it's just like it's just like anything else, man. The more you do it, the more you try it the more comfortable you get to it. It's just about being comfortable and confident. Nice, nice. Another thing, like I said, we've known each other for a while. Yeah, like I said, you are my favorite comedian. Appreciate that. When it comes to hecklers, yeah. I've seen you be nice and I've seen you go in. <laughs> uh, how do you decide whether to be nice <clears throat> or to really lay into them? Well, it, it's, it all depends on them. Um, like, I wouldn't say like I give them a warning, but if I... I'll, I'll step over there with them because usually if someone's heckling, they just want to be a part of the show. So I'll acknowledge them a little bit. Then I'll try to pull away from it. I'm like, okay, cool. You said whatever, whatever. But then um, if they're trying to take the attention from the show and bring it on them, and then I feel like at that point, then I have to show you that you're not going to have the attention and no one's here to see you. So at that point, I'm like, okay, this is what you want. You want to be made the center of attention. I'm going to make you the center of attention, and it's not going to be the way you like it. <laughs> it's not going to be fun for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, the first time you got heckled, were you, like, nervous, or you kind of already, like, had a background from, like, I guess, when you were a kid picking on people? Or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I have, I got, um, I come from a big family, you know, older brother, older uncle who's only a couple years older. So, kind of used to, like, teasing each other and picking at each other. So, you know, when you come from that background, when someone says something to you, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for this. So as soon as they said it, I was like, okay, well, boom, 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 boom. And, you know, the biggest thing, man, with a heckler, man, is just to don't allow them to say anything back because you got the microphone. So it's no matter what they say, it's never going to be as funny as what you say because, I can one, I can over-talk them. Two, I'm a comic. I'm already, like you mentioned earlier, I like doing crowd work. So I'm going to be thinking of two and three steps ahead I'm not even going to let him get out something. Even if he did think it was funnier than mine. I'm going to say so many things to him. It's not going to matter. So, yeah, that's the way I try to do it anyway, though. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, going towards the networking side of comedy, um, would you say every gig you've got is because of someone else? Um, I, I would say, like, um, a large majority of them, when I first started off, um, came through someone else. Or through being seen and someone else recommended. It is that's just the way it it works. It's part of the process. You gotta get out there and, you know, put yourself in front of comics, hit the open mics, go other places, um, find out who book shows, um, book them on your shows and you just kinda pass it around and that's the way that's the way it goes. Later on, the more you get in there, you don't have to do that as much because, you know, people will no, say okay well i heard mike is a good comic um from somebody or hey i see this guy post flyers all the time so let me hit him up and see if he's want to do a show but starting out man your first two or three years you're gonna have to build relationships and relationships will get you gigs yeah. even more than anything else yes definitely definitely um 
when it comes to like clubs, do, do you have a certain venue you like performing at the most, or do you like all of them the same? No, I mean like for I mean like I would lie be lying if I said I like all the venues the same. Um, the venues um, that I've had the most uh, fun at are the venues that have crowds that are, I guess, quote unquote, trained. You know, by that, um, if a club has been around for a while, then the audience members there know how to act. They know what they're coming there for. They're not surprised. They've been there a couple of times. So those venues are, are more better, more of a natural comedy club. And, and you're not always going to be able to do stuff there. Um, some clubs have been around 10, 15 plus years. Just those clubs, the people that come there, they know they're coming there for a comedy show. The newer clubs, the people come there and like they know what a comedy show is. But they don't know what they're supposed to do there. They're like, oh, we supposed to laugh? Well, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I don't want to laugh out loud. They're embarrassed, and it just makes it, you know. So I just like going to venues where people know that's why they're there, man. And I have a couple favorite venues like like most like most comics, man. You know, um, the Charlotte area seemed to like really know they want comedy. Um, I've been to Alabama a couple times, and those areas they really know that they love and like comedy um greenville is doing pretty good too they really starting to know it but it's just um atlanta but it's just about getting into rooms and areas to where the people are not embarrassed to have a good time nice 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 i i totally agree with that um i was wanting to go to the social media social media influence side you've been doing videos for years yeah like i think a lot of people are just seeing your like some people are just like finding out now but like i remember in 2017 mm-hmm. i think it was one of the first times i saw you put a video out and to see where you came now man like i'm just yeah. proud of you bro appreciate it man. because a appreciate lot of people it. used to do videos and they just stopped yeah yeah so uh, and, and, it's, and it's hard to keep yourself motivated um because you're not getting the views you want you're not getting the attention you want sometimes but um you got to have tunnel vision and you just got to keep saying hey um eventually something is going to happen because it only takes one video to put you in the right person's views and the right crowds and then they just they say hey man i like that let me see more of this guy let me see more of that guy so you know just that's why i tell everybody man it's a long road some people hit it hit the road faster than other ones some of them hit it um a little longer but it's still a road and a long road that most people got to go down to so like I know you got the views, you got the followers, but it didn't hit me in real life till literally I think it was like I want to say last <laughs> month, where like we were at the mall yeah. and like it was it like four people asked for a picture with you. Yeah, that was and crazy. It, <laughs> I was the picture taker, and um, I was just like after the third one, I ain't had no hate in my heart, but I was just like, hey man, you could have told me we could have definitely. Uh, man, yeah. He was like, man, let's go to the mall. I'm about to get a jacket. I was, the whole time I was like, okay, all right. Could have went to Walmart and got a jacket. Right. <laughs> Man, but this is new to me, man. This is definitely new to me. Um, Cause uh, I'm not to me. I'm like, hey, I'm just making videos. I don't be looking at like, oh man, I got a lot of people following me. So now I'm getting closer and closer to where you know you need to be. But once you start getting recognized a little bit, man, I had people come up to clubs. I'm at the club. They're like, oh my gosh, man, I follow you on social media. Um, I was doing a show and a guy tagged me in, and I didn't even know. And he didn't even really recognize me. He just knew I was going to be here. And once I got on stage, he was like, oh, man, I'm here with Brandon Rainwater. I was like, yo, this is cool. 
So it's a cool feeling, and you know. But like you said, man, the, the time at the mall was crazy because oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> especially the first one because I thought the guy was trying to get us to buy something, and he was like, "Yo, come here, man." I was like, "I don't want to buy nothing." He was like, "No, I just want to take a picture of one of the funny guys I seen on the internet." I was like, "Oh, I am so sorry." <laughs> yeah, you cold switch fast on that. But he was like, <laughs> yeah. "All right, all right, yeah." I felt bad then. I was like, "I'm sorry, man. I got you." <laughs> I said no. <laughs> right, right. I was I was thinking he wanted us to buy something. I was like, I ain't buying nothing. <laughs> Feel bad, man. I felt nah, bad. Be, he got the picture. He'd be all right. Yeah. Has, have you ever, I guess it's still early, but have you ever been nervous when someone came up to you? Um, no, no, not, not yet, man, because like, um, it happens occasionally, not, not that often, but just enough, man, you know, so, but I, I do, um, keep in mind now that I, I, that people do recognize me or will recognize me um like before and it, i mean i'm not saying like i'm by no means i'm trying to put on like i'm famous in it but before you know I, you are man well it's getting there you know hopefully even more you know <laughs> but i was like man i don't care what i wear out ain't nobody gonna see me but now it seems like every time when i used to think that someone would see me like oh i seen you at the club oh i seen you on that so i was like okay i don't gotta come out here looking like a you know a thousand bucks but i need to at least come out here with my nice shirt on decent shirt on or a pair of pants on just because now it's just a whole different, you know, it's a whole different thing, man. Which is, like I said, which is cool. I'm fortunate to be able to have people recognize me, you know. Yeah. Um, we won't go deep into it, but I, I, I think it would be a disservice to you if I didn't say, you know, you're a great father, man. Like, yeah, you yeah. Can tell no, your kids love you. It. Um, do they find you funny? Oh yeah, 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 man. Um, my my daughter and my son both, you know, they they tell me I'm funny. Um, there was there was really one of the first people who kind of let me know that hey, I'm actually a little more bigger than this you know social media things or what i knew like my daughter's friend called her at school i mean called her moves at home and she was like dad will you please tell this this person that you my dad i was like watch that they don't think i know you because they follow you on social media and watch all your videos and she was like will you please tell him i was like i'm i'm her dad you know because it was weird so you know they get a kick out of it man i make them be in my videos sometimes when i can talk them into it okay. <laughs> but you know how it is man <laughs> oh, yeah, I, uh, I i don't think i put my stepson in any videos i don't know his dad's a big man I'm, i don't want to do anything like that till he gives me permission sometimes, man you gotta get him sometimes uh, once i get his permit his father's permission i'll be like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when it comes to uh, comedy, I like to ask comedians uh, if you can explain to the audience. And when they say we're both comedians, can you explain to them what's it like to write a joke, mm-hmm. knowing your mind that you think this joke is gonna kill? Mm-hmm. Say the joke, and no one laughs. Yeah, yeah, man. This, um, I heard somebody say one time. I can't remember who it was. It's like saying being a comedian is one of the craziest things you can do because. When you're going on stage, you're pretty much telling an audience, I know what's funny better than you know what's funny. Because they don't know what you know is funny. So you're going to take that idea and you're going to put it up on stage. So anything that um, as a comic, as we get on stage, we assume is funny to not only us, but to everyone. You know, we got to be a good judge of it. So you put a lot of work and effort into that. So when you get on stage and you say that joke and it don't hit like how you want to hit and it's a little awkward silence. And it's then when you got to decide, okay how much further do I want to go in this awkward silence or can you bounce back up to something else? But yeah, it's, it's happened, you know, but like my, like now my, um, my reflex reaction, you know, cause different jokes hit better at some, some audiences. 
So it goes back to earlier we were saying, you know, you got to be observant, check your crowds, check your audience. And it doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, this was old, this was young. You just got to look at the audience and, you know, the area, maybe the, the area you're at, you know. So all of those things come into place, man, to try to make sure that you have less and less and less of those moments, man. But, yeah, it's it's a horrible feeling when you tell a joke that you think is funny that you in your head was like, oh, this going to kill them. And they're like, uh-uh. I don't get it. <laughs> you like throw that away. Then you got to decide: do you throw it away or do you rewrite it? And that's a that's an even different discussion, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna ask for your top five, but who are, who are a few comedians that influenced you? Um, um, you know, Richard Pryor um, was one of the main ones. My first ones. Um, I used to listen to his uh, tapes back in the day. Yeah, that's how old I am. Um, I would listen to his tapes, man, and I was like, yo, this man can tell a story, and I could like close my eyes and I could like see his jokes um coming through you know and Richard Pryor um I listened to Red Fox a little bit um Sinbad was super funny too um Bill Cosby before he got called letting us was one of my ones you know I used to listen to his cause I like people that could paint uh, a, a vivid story and just take you on a ride to where you like not only can you hear the jokes in it but like you like man I could make a movie off of this joke just by how good he described us and still kept it funny like i can visualize everything he's saying and so like and if, i've like a lot of older school comics man and of course dave Chappelle, man he's a he's a genius at least to me man like i don't i don't have like a, i don't think i'm a fanboy any comic besides maybe him you know i can I'm pretty cool and calm but dave Chappelle came out I, I would be like man let me just ask you a couple of things like how do you how do you get to that level of just greatness when it comes to writing and just being that funny all the time it's crazy <laughs> yeah it really is man okay that's a it's a great list uh i definitely can see that like you do how the clean comedy came to be mm-hmm. just judging by those comedians um first time somebody said zimbab but i totally agree man zimbab was a killer yeah well, his last special was pretty good too yeah man I, and i've seen him live i've seen him live at a club man and no joke for two and a half hours, Sinbad made us laugh. And I'm not talking about a laugh every now and then. It was to the point to where, like, I was like, man, I'm tired of laughing. Um, let me go home and stop laughing. I'm tired. I was tired from laughing, man. And he just joke after joke after joke after joke. And it's just, like I said, man, it's just being able to write jokes like that to where um, even if he wasn't Sinbad, the jokes would still be funny. Because it comes a level as a comic to where, you know, um, the audience will forgive the dead or forgive the storytelling part of the joke if they love the comic enough. You know, they'll listen to Dave Chappelle talk for 10 minutes before he tells a punchline because they love Dave Chappelle. They're not going to listen to Brandon or Mike, Michael that long. You know what I'm saying? So we got to come out different. And that doesn't mean I'm not saying by no means I'm funnier than them. I'm just saying like it's a different level when you get to that level. But he didn't he didn't do that. He told jokes like he was trying to impress everyone and everybody like they had never seen him before. And it was just two and a half hours of just joke after joke after joke. Funny story, joke, joke, joke. And I was like, man, I don't know how he did that. It's crazy. Nice, nice. Uh, you brought up Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle has a famous quote where he says, it's, it's good to be interesting and it's good to be funny. Um, just dumbing down the quote. I can't remember the exact mm-hmm. words. But in your opinion... What do you think is more important, being interesting or being funny? Um, I, I'm I'm going to say being funny. It's just because I've always um, 
being funny. And if you're funny, then you become interesting. You know what I'm saying? Because um, everybody got a funny friend or know someone funny or past. People pass around funny memes more than than than, than anything else. You know, no matter how intelligent the people are, people pass around stuff. So I'm going to say being funny, but hey, you know. It's my it's my humble opinion. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Um, my last question for you is: uh, I noticed that you you have sets where you'll move around the stage, and you have sets sometimes where you'll stay in one place. What do you feel more comfortable, moving or standing in one place? Um, I I I, I when I'm moving around, um, I'm really really um in my zone. Then um, I'm really really in my zone, and that is if you see me moving around a lot like that. You you probably you getting Brandon at his best, and I'm not saying I'm not at my best when I'm sitting uh solid and still, but when I get that motion and I'm moving and I'm working the entire stage, um I'm at a different level then. So when I get that type of energy going, you know, and it, and and sitting there just sitting there and move a little bit of movement, I'm still giving the audience a good show, but you know, if I can get my energy up. And really be moving and rocking the stage like how I like to, then I know yeah, I'm like, hey, you guys are in trouble today because I'm finna blow this top off. So I like to be moving around if possible. Nice, nice, man. Well, thank you for coming on to the uh, podcast. Uh, is there anything like to say to your fans? Uh, no, man. Just uh, continue, you know, to support my boy Mike's uh, podcast, man. Real good dude. Known him for a while. Um, follow me on social media. It's just my name, Brandon Rainwater. Nice, nice. All right, man. Thank you again. Uh, and you guys have an amazing day.